Well, now think back about a year ago. Just about this time, right? There are so many of us faced with the reality of having kids learning at home, like all of a sudden, right? Came out of nowhere. All while you're trying to maintain a career, maintain a family, and oh yeah, by the way, make sure your kids are getting a quality, ed quality education. You know, let's not forget about that. Now, flash forward to this year. It's a little bit different. I think a lot of us, a lot of you that I'm hearing from personally, and according to the latest statistics, many, many people across the country got a little taste of that homeschooling and a, a parental choice and maybe some school choice options. You kind of like it, but here's the problem. You may not be sure if you're doing it right. If you have the tools, we're here to tell you it's going to be okay because you're going to love our guest and what he has to offer you. By the way, welcome to the Cool Dad Rules before we get into that. My name is Bill Adams. Thanks for finding the podcast, sharing it along, and subscribing too. I really appreciate that, but let me bring him on right now. His name is Dr. Lee Jenkins. Great guy. He has 50 years in education, recognized authority in improving educational outcomes. He's an author, he's a speaker, he's a consultant, and he's written five books, including this one. Here's the key. How to Create a Perfect School. No more important guy to talk to than this. Dr. Jenkins, first of all, thanks for being here. Well, thank you, Bill. It is a treat to be with you. And uh, yes, we will talk. And it sounds like a, a crazy title, perfect. Uh, but uh, it'll make sense very soon. You know what? I, I got to tell you, though, it's got to be satisfying. I mean, you, you've helped out a lot of people over many decades. You've helped out school systems, individual teachers, parents, students. Your information, your expertise has never been more important than right now. It's got to be a little satisfying. Come on now. It is. It is satisfying. Yes. Yes. And uh, the more, the better, because uh, and it's it's actually the ideas are basically free. I mean, there's a little bit of money, but it's basically free. It's not like we have to spend uh, all kinds of money in order to have a better education at school or uh, at home. Right. Exactly. And that's what it is. And I don't want to say that, you know, this is the only choice for people. I think that's really what we're talking about here. The bottom line, Dr. Jenkins, is. People have realized they do have options, but it still comes back to the same important issues. You got to make sure that it's right for your family, no matter what your situation is in school or, or out of school, whatever it is. And you got to make sure you have the tools. It's the most important. If you decided to set up a homeschool, let's say, as many people are, we're learning that. What's the most important thing to set up? How about the physical presence of the school? What do you need to have? Okay. It's a mindset. And so that's where the word perfect comes in. So, and it really doesn't matter whether you're uh, monitoring the education at a school sure. or whether you're monitoring it at home. It starts with what is perfect. Because if we don't know what perfect is, then, and we don't have, we won't have a direction and we're doing a grab bag of ideas. Right, right. And that never, never, never works. It, it's not cohesive. Children are born motivated to learn. Sure. They want to learn. They get a thrill from learning and they will work hard to learn. They come to kindergarten and they still have that. Almost every child, when they start kindergarten, loves to learn. So what would perfect be? That we maintain that level of learning all the way through grade 12. You know, you're exactly right, too, because I think everybody who just heard you say that, you think back to the preschool kids when they first start talking, right? And then you get into, yes. but as, as parents, parents, we get annoyed. We're like, oh, the questions. But that proves your point. We're, we're designed learners. And somewhere along the way, a lot of kids lose that. Okay. Yes. Well, no, not some kids. Almost every kid. Wow. Um, I, re I surveyed 3,000 teachers. And I said, what grade level do you teach? And what percent of the kids love school at your grade level? Well, it's as you would expect, it's almost perfect in kindergarten. It was 95%. And then by first grade, it's 90. 
Then you get to second grade, it's down to 82%, and it keeps going down. Every year, we lose kids who no longer love to be at school. Wow. Until we get to a low of grade, in grade nine of 37%. And if you're homeschool and the kids don't want to do what, you're, what you've got planned, the parents not doing it on purpose. They're not trying to discourage the kid. So there's some things we inherited that are causing this to happen, and we have to know what it is. And it's, Doctor, it's especially challenging, though, for those homeschool parents. They don't know how to keep that going. You know, some teacher, a teacher will have some expertise. Maybe they've talked to you. They've been to one of your seminars. Maybe they already know. But for the, the parent that's dealing with this and working with a teacher in conjunction with that, is there a way, can you actually re-spark a love of learning? Is it possible? Yes, you can. It starts with what they're interested in. Starts with student interest. So let's take uh, learning to read, for example. Well, you can buy a program and you can go through it page by page. And your kid may or may not like it. A homeschool family I'm working with now, the mom was so pleased with what she was doing. Mm -hmm. And she said to her uh, son at the end of first grade, uh, tell Lee, um, tell him what you think of reading. He said, I hate reading <laughs> mom's mom's mop, mouth, the look on her face. She said, but you, you love to read books. You're such a good, you read so well. Why do you hate reading? Well, he described all the worksheets she'd bought. Uh, right. Okay. Right. So what I say, what I say to her, I said, uh, Kelly, if, if you want to use those worksheets, uh, that's up to you. You're the mom and you're the homeschool teacher, but please don't call all those worksheets reading. Call them worksheets, call them skills, call them, I don't care, give them a name, make up a name, but don't call them reading. Reading is when you sit down with a book and you read it. Yeah, where you enjoy it. Yes. So so he thought he hated reading and actually was a good reader, wow. but he hated all those worksheets he bought. It seems like so much of that, and that's with in-classroom teachers too, Lee, where they the way yes, you present yes, it, it's like yes, the singer, not yes. the song. The way you present it makes all the difference. So what's one alternative? One alternative is to say to the kid, what word do you want to learn to read today? What, what that is, is the, a simple question. It, it, it takes some organization for a teacher to do it, but for homeschool, that's easy. Right. We, we write the word on a flashcard. We write the word in a, in a booklet. We staple together a booklet of blank paper. We write the word. Then the kid's job is to write the word on a slate board with a marker uh, to draw a picture of the word. And to write it in their best writing below the the adults' writing, and we collect them. And I collected these words from a, a school uh, uh, so that there were six teachers doing this. And I collected all the words. There were 180 children. Um, each kid had, over the course of first grade, 60 to 80 words. I collected them. We we classified them. What are they interested in? What's their major interest? It's almost half of the words that the kids ask for. When you say, what word do you want to learn to read today wow. are science words. Right. Science is their biggest interest. It's four times bigger than their interest in fantasy. But you wouldn't have known that if you didn't ask them. No. You don't. So, so it is, it, that is crucial. So then let's take just another idea for uh, homeschool when the kids are a little older. Take a, a sheet of paper. Draw a circle in the middle of that sheet of paper, um, mm -hmm. big enough to write a word. And then draw lines from the circle to the edge of the paper. So you're making something that looks like a spider web. 
And in each segment that you make, write school subjects, write math, write science, write geography, history, music, art. Uh, just, you know, get all the subjects in there. Uh, there's many homeschool parents that are from a Christian perspective, write Bible in the one of the segments. Sure. And and then then get what is the kid's interest? And the kid's interest right now is is rockets. OK, so you put rockets in the middle of that, that in that circle. And guess what? Rockets connect to all those other subjects. There's a history. There's there's science. There's there's geography there's there's art there's every subject there's music everything's connected whatever you put in the middle every subject has a connection that's a way because you, you asked the question bill about restoring it right how do you restore it it's their interest the parent is feeling good because they're teaching every subject i think we learned this i have a personal story to this too lee i'd like to share with you too because i i it was the biggest shock in the world to us as far as our younger daughter and how she learns. And it goes exactly to what you're saying. She had, a couple of years ago, I think it was two, two uh, school years ago, she had some spinal surgery. So had to do some virtual learning, even though it was connected through our local school district, she had to learn at home. She was never the most, very smart kid, never the most interested in school. Lo and behold, she started excelling and flying through the material and clear as day started to love it more. We never would have realized that in a traditional school setting. So out of a, you know, a tough situation, she realized that she actually does love to learn. And we, we learned that about her too. Don't you think a lot of parents are learning that right now that they've been forced to a different kind of educational system? Yes, I hope they have. Some have learned that and some have just thrown their hands up and say, I don't, I, I can't, I can't do this. Right. Right. But um, Many have learned it. And uh, John Maxwell, uh, one of the best known authors in our country, said uh, great leaders motivate other people by their listening skills. So it's so you're when you're listening to the kid, then you are going to be able to follow their lead. It doesn't mean that the kid is the adult and knows how to teach it all, but you're listening. You know, and another reason, and you kind of sparked this question when I heard you say that a lot of parents just raise their hands and they give up. I, the, I hear from a ton of them you know, just, just through emails or, or through a Facebook page, a lot of them have no idea about the physical setup of a homeschool if they're choosing that. They like it. They think their kid is excelling in it or they like the difference or at least, or maybe even just augmenting what they're learning in a traditional classroom. But what are the physical tools? How should you set up a house? That seems to be one of the most common questions. But basically, I'm going to say you want tools. You want uh, one ruler is not enough collect them yeah so if a kid's if a kid's reading a book and he sees that they caught a python that was 13 feet long it's nice if you had 13 rulers there and they, you could put them end to end yes so they could see see it yes visualize it, it right yes okay so collect stuff when they're giving away yardsticks someplace collect them okay have, have that you want paper that won't tear when they erase because when they, if a kid's erasing and it the paper tears, they give up. <laughs> they, just, right. they don't want to start over. Right. And I would so, too. <laughs> yeah. So you need you need you need that. Um, you need a globe. Uh, you need something for music. And I would say uh, start with a xylophone. Uh, and there's a number number of on there with songs for kids to learn in a sequence. So think think about the. The, the the subject what's going to be the most help uh there for for what you're teaching and as they and as they get older it's it's the tools 
and, and maybe you don't know in the beginning what you need, but then you say, oh, yeah, that would be a good resource. Things that aren't tough to get either, Lee. They're no. all things that we can get a hold of and things we can all do. It, you know, Again, it doesn't take that much. But do you think a lot of parents have realized how much they can do throughout this? And I guess that goes to the larger issue, though. Through very tough situation, I think a lot of parents have realized there are more education options out there, more than they ever even realized. There are, and and they are realizing it, and they're coming together with other homeschool parents um, and to take advantage of those options. I would also say uh, maybe what's best for each kid. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It might it might be homeschool's best for one kid, but not for another kid in your family. Absolutely. Everybody knows their, everybody knows their kids are different. Yeah, I, We ran into that personally with my, one of them. My older one never would have – homeschooling would not have worked. But it's a different yeah. person with the younger ones. And I think yes. most families yes. listening to this right now, Lee, find the exact same thing. It's not it's not one size fits all. Okay, here's something else I want to share. And I'm not seeing anybody do this. But I, I because when parents realize they have more authority than they thought, let's say your kid's in uh, middle school or high school and has six teachers. And your son or daughter loves five of the teachers. But one teacher the kid doesn't want to go to school because yeah. of one teacher. I had they that as a kid. Can't... That was my third grade. Okay. And and they, they just don't want to go to school to be with that teacher. But they love five. They're five, five of their teachers. But one, all they're learning from that subject is I hate it. Yeah. And that, that and long, and in years from now, they will not remember the name of that teacher, but they will remember how much they hate whatever the subject was. Oh, absolutely. So what do you do? Because uh, you don't want to just say, okay, because of that one teacher, I'm going to do homeschool and take my kid out of the school. Because you've got five teachers your kid loves and they've got friends and wants to be there. Sure. I, I want people to think about homeschool for one subject. And and I want to hear about it when, when they do it and say, okay, to the principal, my son is not going back to that class anymore. Right. We're, we're going to have to work out an alternative. He can take it online. He can go to the library and take an online course. Wow. Uh, it, it could be the first period of the day or the last period of the day, and he comes home and, and we'll teach it. Signing up for it um, at, at, a, at a college someplace and taking it there. That's right. But he's not going back to that class. That's that you know how that's groundbreaking information for a lot of people. I never, I didn't yes. even realize that that's an option you can do. That's right. Well, I don't have not seen anybody do that option, but. It will, it will happen. There's a lot of options. It comes with a lot of stress because I think a lot of parents are overwhelmed, but that's where you help out, Dr. Lee Jenkins. You've written five books, but I, the one we've really keyed in on today is how to create a perfect school. How do they reach out to you? I think we're going to have a lot of people calling you and reaching out to you and emailing you. What's the best way to do that, either social media or your consulting site? How can we reach you? The website is uh, L2J Consulting, L-T-O-J Consulting. Right. The email is Lee at LTOJ Consulting. Yeah, you're going to be a busy man here going forward, but it's great information. Thanks for helping out. I think you caused, you took away a lot of stress, more importantly. So thanks for your time as always. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. We'll talk again. There you go. And my take on this, what's the cool dad rule on this? Number one, exactly that. You got more power. If homeschooling is right for your family, you can do it, as Lee Jenkins just told us there. Number two, key part of this is listening to what the kid wants to learn. You're still in charge, but you got to listen. I think number three, using every tool at your resource and reaching out to other parents, too. Thanks for hanging out with me for the cool dad rules and finding the podcast, subscribing, sharing it along, and great reviews. Appreciate that. Make sure you reach out to us, too, on the Cool Dad Rules Facebook page and the Parenting Survival Group. Right there on Facebook, you can find us. You got this, parents. We'll talk to you soon.